You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 120, Talk About Embracing the Season with Megan Brown. Megan Brown is the director of B2B content and brand at The Knot Worldwide, where she heads up pro education for Wedding Pro. Megan has extensive marketing and event management experience, and she understands the challenges and opportunities creative entrepreneurs face. Megan holds a music degree from NYU. She is a self-proclaimed Peloton addict, just like me, and she lives in my hometown of New York City. Now, Megan and I recorded this episode a few weeks ago. And if you're thinking right now that my voice sounds a little different, you're right, friends. I currently have COVID. So when you hear the episode content, you'll hear me say that I'm thriving. And let me tell you, at the time that I'm recording this intro, I'm certainly not thriving. So stay safe out there, friends. Megan has a lot of amazing insight into the year that's coming up, what we hope for it, how we can plan for it, and how we can take care of ourselves. So go grab your hand sanitizer, grab your N95 masks. Just kidding. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It's me, your girl, Renee Dallow. I'm caffeinated, y'all. It's early for me, and I have lots of coffee. And I'm here with my good friend, Megan Brown. Megan, how are you? I am surviving. How are you? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, same, but I mean, yes, yeah, surviving, but like, I don't know, do dare we say thriving in this 2022 yeah. landscape? Sure. Yeah, yeah, like good surviving. Yes, like, yeah, like making the most of it. Right, exactly. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Megan's in New York City, which is my hometown. So if we hear any ambient New York City noise, we're leaving it in this episode because I'd like to feel like I'm sitting next to her having coffee in her living room uh, <laughs> while we record nice? this. <laughs> Wouldn't that next be nice? Time. Next yeah. time. Next year, next year, next year in New York City, as they say. Love it. Um, so listen, this episode could not be more timely. It is 2022. We have turned the page on a new year. We are talking about what's next for weddings. We're talking about the 2.6 million weddings that are going to take place in 2022. Holy I mean, cow. Is it bonkers? Does it blow your mind? It Honestly, it really does. I mean... <laughs> Especially when you think about how busy everyone was at the end of 2021 or the second yeah. half of 2021 and like, wait, it's going to be busier? Like, Yeah, I, I honestly can't wrap my brain around it. I can't. I mean, yeah. I'm glad for it, but I'm also like, will we all, will we die? I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> I mean, what's interesting to me though, from a personal standpoint, is that I am actively taking less weddings this year mm -hmm. and even less in 2023. Like uh, that is my sort of forward path. So when I hear this 2.6 million weddings, I'm like, well, so someone else better take them because I'm I'm tapped out a little. Yeah. And I, and I think you're, I mean, it, I think a lot of people are in the same position too. It's like, we're in the middle of engagement season right now, which yeah. means that there's a lot of people getting engaged. And especially if they are not aware of the crazy busy time that's happening in the wedding industry 
like they could be coming in and thinking, oh, I'm getting married this year. No, you're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so 2023, no, you're not. Like, yeah. 2023 could be even crazier. Yeah. I mean, I've already started receiving inquiries for 2023. But I, I'm doing something different in 2023, which is probably better suited for a, sec, a different episode. Mm. But um, I know, right? Mystery, intrigue. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see these very eager couples, hopefully feeling like a sense of um, optimism, right? At this point in the pandemic, here's hoping, keeping fingers and toes crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who think they're going to have their epic 400 person wedding uh, this year. And it's, that's probably not happening, depending on your location. Right. Yeah. I also think, though, like for me and especially at the end of 2021, um, there was so much media about like the wedding boom and book your vendors and everyone's busy and no one's available that I had people coming to me like fairly frantic about making decisions. And I had to kind of well, not kind of I really had to do a lot of education and like mindset work with my couples to be like, hey, you're going to be fine. Like, please do not make decisions yeah. in some weird panic about like, well, you better pick this photographer because there's none left. Like, yes, that's, yes, it's true that we're busier, but, but it's not like a hunger game situation yet. Yeah. Cause yeah. people were coming in real keyed up. <laughs> well, but I think that also just goes back to what we all need to remind ourselves is that couples who are planning weddings most likely have no idea what they're doing. They've never done this before. And so it is on us as industry professionals to educate them through the entire process. And one of them is being like, when it's okay to chill and, and when they need to freak out. Right. Right. I also think too, this becomes more important um, in our client experience where, especially as planners for all my planners listening, it's like, we really have to become, this is something that um, Sean Lowe had said like so many years ago, I saw Sean Lowe, do like a a speaking engagement. And he said, you have to be the shepherd that leads your clients up the hill. And if you're not, if you don't feel like you're in that role where you're guiding them, then you really have to reassess what you're doing as a planner, right? Because if you're letting your clients drive the bus, they're going to freak out. Yeah. (laughs) They just are. Oh my gosh. That's a perfect analogy though. Yeah, it really is. It stayed with me like all these, like 10 years later, I'm always like, am I being the Sherpa that leads them up the mountain or am I letting, or have somehow they decided they're leading, right? Because that's never what we want. No, (laughs) we don't want that. We don't want that. Uh And I I honestly think now, you know, in this, in this new year and with everything we've experienced, I really think couples are looking for a heavier hand in guidance. Do you feel that? Yes, I think so. I think they also want to know like that the ideas that they have that may not necessarily be the typical or traditional wedding ideas are okay. Like, yeah, I do think that having this last crazy, almost two years at this point has made people think even more about personalization even more about how are, how am I making this day truly my own? Um, and we need to tell them that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and I think too, um, maybe some of the rigidity of like what planners, I don't want to say like what your brand is, because that's, that's different, but just like what you'll let your couples do <laughs> in a way. Like, so I had a couple at the end of 2021, they were a postponement couple. Um, but when we, when they booked me, we had one idea of what the wedding would be. And then we lasted through the pandemic together and we ended up doing their wedding in um, October and what what was at first a, a fairly traditional 
uh, church wedding, in which in LA, this church is like very progressive and, you know, not, not probably not as traditional as someone thinks when you hear a church wedding. And then they were going to do like a restaurant dinner. It turned out to be a church wedding, no dinner, and a bowling party at the Hollywood Roosevelt, oh. right? With open wow. bar and like heavy apps, but no dinner. And the way we structured it was just like, it was a kind of a ceremony in the late morning. And then we told guests, because it was like 70 guests, like, there will be no dinner. You're on your own. We'll see you at 8 p.m. And honestly, Renee of 2018 would have been like, you can't do that to people. No, you have yeah. to feed them. But Renee in 2021 was like, you know what? Because what we were finding was we couldn't find a restaurant that would accommodate that many, that would do that many people because of the pandemic. And it was becoming such a such a thing that we that, that the couple was like, you know what? Our friends won't care and our family doesn't care. They did a small dinner for family at the hotel, like 15 people. And let me, let me tell you that nobody cared. Like everyone was happy to like, do whatever they wanted for dinner when people joined us again at eight they were ready to party it was like the best of all worlds but as a wedding planner i had that moment when they told me that i was like oh okay well you know we just really have to communicate that to everyone like I love it. let's not have anyone be surprised but you know if we tell them what's going on they they're grown-ups they can choose to come or not and mm -hmm. and it really worked and so i had to get less rigid with what i expect or um or, you know, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, well, Renee planned a wedding where there was no dinner, right? Because we have that somehow in the back of our minds. Of course. But it was it was lovely and it was such a rager of a party. Like they were they were so thrilled. I, so, I love that. I love that. And I think it really is. I mean, it's something that we are continuing to see as a trend as we are looking further into this year, like that laid back luxury, right? Yeah, um, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, that's exactly you, what it was. People it, no, need to know it's okay to break the rules and it's going to be awesome. Yes. And it doesn't have to look like their sister's wedding or their yep. parents' wedding because it's a it's a whole new time, you guys. It's a whole new time. So what are you seeing as far as like the not worldwide? Like what are people what are couples looking for just in the overall, like are we seeing more people booking planners first or booking do we have that data? Booking venues first? Like what do you what do you see out there? Yeah, I mean I think leads are definitely up. We are seeing, like we are, like I said before, like we're in the midst of engagement season. People are actively planning. People yeah. are not waiting around to see what's happening. No, they are <laughs> ready to party. Like I think all of us really. Right, um, right. And so it it really does. Like in terms of trends, there's a lot of things like the the laid back luxury that we're seeing. I mean. I think also we are seeing more weekday weddings as we've talked about the fact yeah. that people are really busy in 2022. Yes. So people are getting creative. Multi-day parties or multi-day weddings, right? Mm -hmm. I think being able to really level up, level up that overall experience for their guests and making it a multi-day thing, that's really huge. And then of course, technology. I mean, technology isn't going anywhere. Right. I think we've seen it really allowed people outside of those who are at least in the immediate area or those who could travel to see many of these weddings that took place, but that's not going anywhere. Whether it is helping you plan from a technology perspective or helping you pull something off and have, let's say, grandma who can't be there join um, the wedding, like that's that's not going away. Yeah, I agree. You know, I was just thinking as you were saying technology, I. There might be something out there that I just don't know about, but I really wish someone would come in and disrupt the like digital invitation space. Mm. Just because like so many of my clients, especially the ones who have postponed like three or four and some even five times, 
very few of them are have sent you know five different wedding invitations right. they, they yeah. you know at, at some point they're like hey we're just going to do this digitally and at that point you know many of them are just doing like a paperless post which is fine but you know i don't know i feel like if we if there was some super high-end digital invitation i mean maybe there is you guys dm me if there is and i just don't know about it but that was what my thought is like oh we've up leveled technology in so many areas but the invitation space i feel like is still lagging yeah that's really interesting yeah anyway somebody create that and let me know um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you seeing as far as you know because we're in engagement season um as as we all know and if you're if you're a newer wedding pro and you're listening pretty much from thanksgiving through valentine's day is now engagement season it's long y'all and uh this is the time of year for my mind that i i really want uh to be sure that i am real visible in my in the spaces i occupy like instagram and on my on my blog and my right. website and you know really kind of uh putting myself out there in a way that's like, hey, we're open for business and we're happy to talk to you. What do you think pros should be doing in the season of prep besides that? I mean, I, well, first of all, you're absolutely right. Like this is the time that you need to be making sure that every single place that your brand has a presence is up to date, new photos. It has exactly the language that you want to be using. Like don't sleep on this. This yeah. is, it's super important. You need to be the brand that stands out to authentically connect with the couples that you're hoping to reach. And that's exactly it, right? You want to create that authentic connection. People want to be working with pros who they like, who they want to be friends with, because we yeah. all know, and this, is, this isn't news, right? We all know they're stalking us on Instagram before <laughs> they've even reached out. I mean, they I hope you they are. Yeah. yeah. They know yeah. Your, your dog or cat's name, like they, they know everything and then they're going to pretend they don't but they already know. Yeah, no, they already know. And I think, you know, when we talk about authenticity and like putting yourself out there, I know these become, these probably have become like buzzwords and, and it kind of, you know, feels yeah. like white noise, but like, I really believe, and, and I think that, you know, people have sort of told me over the years, like, well, I couldn't do that. Right. What I'm about to say, but like, sometimes you just have to put the embarrassing, slightly messy shit out there. Right. Like yep. slightly, slightly. Yeah. And like, and I'm talking about like, you know, at the end of the year when Spotify does like the wrapped and it shows you everything oh, you've been yeah. listening to. Okay. So I'm a 45 year old woman and mine was just Taylor Swift, all of it, the whole thing. <laughs> right. Which is hilarious because like, first of all, I had, I never even listened to Taylor Swift until the pandemic until she released those like real folksy albums. And I was like, Oh, I like this. And now I'm like in it, but like, mm -hmm. that's an, that's a sort of mildly embarrassing fact about me. And of course I posted it. Of course I was like, Hey, this should be embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed. Welcome to this. Like I said, something like welcome to all too well supremacy. Like I'm in. Right. And so many of my clients wrote back like LOL or with like heart, hard eyes. And like, did I have to post that? No. But was it funny? Yeah. And now they know that like, I'm a Swifty. I'm a, I'm a late blooming Swifty. What can we do? It's that's the truth. Right. So I'm talking about stuff that's like that, like innocuous, but also vaguely embarrassing and it's fine. Right. Like people love that stuff. For sure. For sure. And then I think, you know, in terms of obviously you want to make that connection, put yourself out there. Don't take yourself too seriously when it's yes. appropriate to do so. I mean, like I am a, definitely the queen of that. But then when you think about your actual business and what you're putting out there, I think there's a couple areas you want to focus. Certainly making sure your marketing and branding is up to snuff, right? Do, do a language and a bio audit. What, yes. what is the language you're using? 
take a look at your reviews. What are your clients saying about you? And then use those words to explain yourself in your bio, in your Instagram bio and your storefront, um, your website, it's super important because then that helps you also to just reach the right clients because you're already explaining yourself in a way that you know they do um, explain you. And then of course, updating your photos, you have come off of what was probably a very busy wedding season. You have some new work you wanna put out there. So make sure that new fresh work is, is there. So updating your storefront, putting it on your social media, updating your website. I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but I think it's, it's like just so important to make sure all of those places, anywhere that you your brand is seen is up to date. You don't want someone stumbling across your business Facebook page that has photos from 2017, right? Like you wanna make sure the photos there are 2020 and 2021. Absolutely. And if, if we're gonna get serious about just like thinking about style and the evolution of, of how that all changes, Technically, these weddings that were now coming to fruition in 2021 were probably designed in 2019. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair so you point. better you better post them because they're they're going to be old news in a, in a hot minute. Um, at yeah. least in LA, we have very I think like LA and New York, like we cycle through the the trends real quick here. Real quick, we don't real see quick. any mason jars anymore. <sighs> mason jars, we don't even see any neon anymore. <laughs> we're done with neon out here. I'm like, we neon had like five minutes, and then yeah. we're like, nope. We're out. We're over it. Boho. You don't even see that anymore. It's like yeah. it's like a whiplash keeping up with the trends in LA. So yeah, post those photos, y'all. And I know it. You know it's funny when you were like, I sound like a broken record. It's like I was listening to the audiobook of "You Are a Badass at Making Money." Have you listened to this or read? The book? I. You know what? I read the the book, the "Not Making Money," the just like "You the Are a Badass." One. Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, Jen Jen Sincero is the um. I think I'm saying her name last name correctly. Is the Don't author. <laughs> And um, I was just doing like a refresh. So at the end of the year and beginning of end and beginning of the year, I do like a full like financial audit of everything, right? And, uh, and normally I drag my feet on it because like math isn't my thing. But mostly I was diving into like mindset. And she said something in the audiobook that really stuck with me, where she said, "Look, all the things I'm about to tell you in this book, you've probably heard before, but today might be the day that you hear it in a different way, and today, more importantly, might be the day that you actually take action on it." And so when I hear, like, because you know, we've been doing this podcast for like two years, and someone asked me, like, "Well, how do you not repeat yourself?" And I'm like, "Oh no, we repeat ourselves all the time." But that's because your brain can only take in so much information yeah. at a time, and today might be the day where you hear Megan say, "Hey." replace all the photos on your website and today might be the day that you go oh yeah i'm gonna go do that right now yep as opposed to thinking oh yeah i know that uh, yeah i already know that right because right. we all already know everything in theory mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but, but i mean it's, it's so true i think and and they say in the marketing world like someone has to hear something seven times before it mm -hmm. actually gets into their brain yeah which also means prospective clients need to see you multiple times in multiple different ways before it even resonates that like, huh, this person might be the best one for me. Right. Right. And, you know, as you said earlier, like, hopefully they are stalking us on social media, <laughs> but, but all of that, you know, cause we did, we did a visibility challenge. We did like this free 30 day visibility challenge at, at the end of the year last year. And what was interesting about it is there was so much resistance in the, in the, the team that, you know, that signed up for it. Because they were like, well, I just don't see the benefit of all this posting. Like, who cares? And obviously, there's a million reasons to be putting yourself out there. But the one that I kept coming back to was whether 
it's conscious or not, and most likely for your clients, it is completely subconscious. Once they start following you on social media, if you never post, they never see you. But if you post every day, then you're in their scroll and they will feel like they can trust you and that they know you because they're simply just seeing you in repetition. That's a really good point. And it's so, so basic. True. It's so basic. We're like me just showing up in their feed. It's like, uh-huh. Because it used to be, I used to say all the time, and I know you and I talked about this when we were together in New Orleans, like showing up is everything. You have to show up. You have to be there. You have to be in the room. You have to be with the people. Mm -hmm. We don't have that luxury anymore. Yeah. So now we have to show up on their feeds and in their, you know, in their, I guess, Facebook. I don't really know who's still on Facebook as far <laughs> as like my our clients. But, <laughs> right. My dad posting photos of his trip to Portugal over and over. Um <laughs> Oh God, I love him, but this, the, the the photos are hilarious. I'm like, didn't you already post all your photos? And he's like, no, there's more. I'm like, what are you are you are you dropping them like week weekly? Like, what's happening? Um, but no, Facebook is yeah for our parents, I suppose. But you know, this is the time to explore doing a reel. It doesn't make your skin crawl. Have you yeah. been doing reels? I leave that to someone else. Yeah, because I've done like I, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, and don't even ask me like TikTok. Uh, uh I can't, I can't. But we no, need I, to. <laughs> no, we need to. I, listen, I know we need to. I, yeah, I've been dragging my feet. My husband, for a minute, was, like, very popular on TikTok. <laughs> oh, excuse me, what? Yeah, like, during the pandemic, he had, like, 11,000 followers on TikTok. It, it was, oh. it was, he was making, this is, like, a whole other thing, but he was doing, like, um, political parodies. Oh, and, yes. and I think he was possibly followed by the wrong end of the parody, like, people he did, that didn't know he was making oh. fun of them. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually had to suspend his account. He like took himself off because he was like, this oh is getting God. weird. I was like, yeah, can you please for the, everyone's safety? Can you not? But it was, but I mean, very quickly he figured it out. I mean, he's also a stand-up comic. So like it, it made, it made sense for him. But um, I, I see with my own eyes in a, in a slightly different, you know, adjacent field to us that like it does work yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. work it. Um, I just, I need to get on reels. I've said this like 10 times on the podcast. People are going to be like DMing me like, where's your reel? I made one from Wedding MBA and I felt like that was like, yeah, I did it. And now I'm like, oh, I probably should do more. Anyway, the point oh is put yourself out there, people repeatedly yeah. over and over and over. And I yes. think like, think of when we think about why we're doing things like reels and why we're posting on social media, it's of course, yes, to nurture the audience that already exists, but at the same time, it's to get in front of new audiences yes. and get in front of new people. And I think, you know, given my position and who I am with Wedding Pro and heading up education there, I can't, I can't have this conversation about getting into new audiences without being mentioning the fact that that's how advertising also helps you, right? Of it's course, advertising yes. with a with a storefront on Wedding Wire or the Knot gets you in front of different audiences and helps you to leverage someone else's SEO. And so both of those things do the exact same thing as posting on social media and creating a reel, um, but a little bit less effort. <laughs> I mean, arguably a lot less effort. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> right? reels are a pain in the butt, honestly. <laughs> and then you gotta yes. do your hair and makeup. It's a whole thing to do a reel. If you just, you know, bump up your storefront, you there just you sit here in your pajamas and do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. What do you think, since you mentioned education, what yeah. uh, what do you see coming down the, the pipe as far as 2022 Wedding Pro education? Like, what do you think some, where do you think we're going to be focused on education-wise this year? So I think um, in a couple different areas, especially because of the fact that we haven't been able to 
be around each other, be out in person quite as much over the past two years, I think there's going to be a huge focus on community. So you will see us back in local markets. You will see, um, or you may have seen in November of last year, we hosted um, our first in-person core in New York. That was our first step back into real life events. Oh my yeah. God, it was amazing. It I'm so bummed that I wasn't bad. there. I was like, ah, I've got to go to New York, but it next was- time, Next know, time, next time for sure. Next time for sure. Yeah, so I think really leaning into that community and, and because we hear the term obviously thrown around all the time like community over competition right. um when a term when talking about creative industry and the wedding industry but like what does that actually mean and how do we continue to build that community whether it's online or offline in person and so we're really leaning in there you'll also see we've got some exciting programs coming up uh, we are focused a lot on diversity, equity, and, and inclusion at Wedding Pro. Um, obviously, also at The Knot Worldwide is something part of our big company mission, also corporate responsibility. And so yes. we're definitely going to be focusing there as well. And then, of course, the normal topics, right, of pricing, of lead yeah. replies, our job when you think about advertising from the not in wedding wire perspective our job is to get you the leads right but then we need to give you the education of once you have that lead how do you qualify them and how do you can make them love you and book right so yes. while yes our product can do the job of getting you the lead we need to help you to get the rest of the way so 100%. that that's really where my head's at as we're thinking about education for this year I, I could not agree with you more. I think that we don't talk about conversion nearly enough or the, yeah. or the, the, the whole sales process. Yeah. You know, um, that's one of the reasons I created, I have a little mini course about like, it's called Conquer Your Consult about like how to handle these consult calls. Because I also think we went from in some markets doing all of our consult calls over coffee at a local coffee shop. And now we're doing them through Zoom and people are like, you know, it's been two years of Zoom and there are still some people who aren't properly lit and yeah. <laughs> properly yeah. mic'd and and you think those things don't matter until until you think about your couple who's been sitting through I don't know probably five or six zoom meetings with five or six different wedding planners yeah. and I'll tell you the one who's not lit well who seems to be talking to them from a cave in a shadow isn't going to get the job and I know mm -hmm. that that sounds shallow but as someone who used to be an actor no it's all about presentation now and For the sure. best part about zoom is that you can actually control how the presentation goes because it's you can control your own you know, yes. set up more than you can hanging out at Starbucks for waiting and talking to people. Right. So, yep. so yeah, sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but I really, I'm so passionate about, about, about the consult call and about the sales process, because I think especially new wedding pros. And I, and I say this, cause that's, this was my mindset back in the day. It was like, well, I should just be naturally good at this. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's actually not a thing, sweetheart. <laughs> Very few people are naturally good at, at sales and talking about what they do and how they can help people. It's it. There is a science to it, you know, it's, and it's it can be very uncomfortable at first when you were asking yes. for that sale. And so you you have to it takes practice. It takes education. It takes failing. Right. It takes <laughs> awkward yeah. conversation. We're like, whoo, that did not go well. Oh, yeah. There was one consult call. God, I cannot I cannot believe I'm sharing this, but I will because this is what I do. This was like maybe two, year two or three of my business. So I've always, well, not always, I very, very shortly after I started my business, I figured out that I couldn't drive around LA to do consult calls because I could be driving for an hour and a half to meet with someone for 30 minutes to drive an hour and a half back and not make any money. So yeah. even pre-Zoom, 
I, I mean, I've been in business a while. I was doing Skype consults. So I've been doing virtual consults pretty much my whole career. And there was one time I was on a Skype with this bride. The groom did not um, show up to the consult, which now is a red flag. And back then I was too, too baby wedding planner to have like, to have said anything. But I don't know if anyone remembers Skype. So when you, when you end a Skype, it doesn't end immediately. It kind of like peters, <laughs> peters out a little bit. And at the end of the super awkward phone call, I watched the bride roll her eyes like before she, before the camera went off. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I never had someone have that reaction to me before. I was like, what did I say that caused her to roll her eyes? But I think she was just put off by my, like, you know, pers- my, my personality. Like I didn't do anything so, so, you know, different. And then I thought, wow, that is, we are not going to work together. And that is fine with me. Right. Cause like I was so yeah. put off by that moment that I was like, oh, she doesn't like me. Well, I didn't really like her. So we're even, but yeah. it's, year one me probably would have cried a little <laughs> been like what happened why didn't you just you don't you don't know some of them you just let go but yeah so many awkward conversations in the years past before i oh, figured it out right yeah for before sure. i did enough to figure it out oh my megan i could talk to you about this all day <laughs> it's been too long since we've seen each other in person um seriously what are you looking forward to in 2022 oh well, um, you know, I mean, I think a couple things from a personal standpoint, my son will be turning one in March and I cannot oh, believe it. Such oh a my little God. baby. He's such it's, a little peanut. I can't believe, like, oh. you basically were pregnant in like secret because it was the pandemic. Yeah, Not secret, was, but like, I mean, but it nobody was saw secret. you. Yeah. I didn't even <laughs> post it on Instagram until it was like, surprise, he's here. And people were like, what? <laughs> I do remember that day. I was like, I actually scrolled back to be like, did I miss something oh no no okay here he is yep it was great it was awesome i got to wear <laughs> leggings and nobody saw me the entire Love pregnancy it. was fantastic um so i think that is a big thing celebrating the fact that i survived keeping a human alive for a year which is you great did it. yes yeah and i don't i don't want to speak too soon right we still got a little bit of time but <laughs> so it's looking good so far it's good it looks like it, yeah it looks <laughs> like you're gonna be fine yes <laughs> And then I think, I think from a, like a wedding pro and a professional standpoint, sort of the industry perspective, I think I'm just really looking forward to, and again, I don't want to speak too soon, but I'm really looking forward to things normalizing a little bit more, Um, whatever that new normal, God, I can't believe I'm saying that, but like whatever the new normal is, right? No, I feel like getting back into local markets, traveling again. I miss getting on the conference circuit and going out and speaking with pros in person. That I think is the fire that the industry is missing right now. And yes, we've we've seen some conferences have come back many times on a, a little bit of a smaller scale for safety reasons, but I'm looking forward to just like being back in the community, in local markets and showing our support in those ways. And yeah. I personally, that just, that's what gives me purpose every day, right? I get up, I know that what I do on a daily basis from the education perspective for Wedding Pro truly does help businesses thrive. We all know that in most cases, let's say, for example, a wedding photographer did not become a wedding photographer because they love contracts and sales, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. probably not. They love photography. So if what I can do with my team at around the education for wedding pro if i if i can help one person have that light bulb moment that changes 
their business or something even small in their life, like I've done my job and that's awesome. I love that. Agreed. Agreed. I am traveling a bit this month. I'm going to Dallas to a NACE meeting to do some, you know, some, some local speaking gigs. And I, I actually got to do a, a little bit of that last summer, um, safely vaccinated. Um, and it was great to be back with with people from yeah. a distance with a mask on. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think you and I are similar in that we just like being with people. <laughs> and it's how we do our jobs well, too, right? Yeah. That's how we educate. I mean, yeah. listen, the whole reason I have this podcast is because I wanted to be able to have conversations with brilliant people like you and bring them to people who maybe aren't going to these conferences or aren't getting to go to their local networking yeah. um, events. And and I feel like, like we said earlier about, you know, hearing something again and having it click. I think a lot of times when we're in person, I know for me as a learner, when I'm at a conference or an event and I've given myself that space and time to really dig in, to do that work or, or really be present and listen, I always get so much more out of it than, than just uh, passively like listening to something while I'm doing dishes or, yeah. <laughs> or yes. doing answering emails or whatever, like the, the focus on that and the, the purposefulness of being together in the room is what makes something like, you know, wedding pro core so much more impactful, right? Like being there, getting that, getting that, the speaker's energy. Like I know Terika was at wedding pro core and like, if you've never seen Terika speak in person and you've only experienced her in a webinar, you got to get, you got to get yourself to one of her rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a different it's a different energy. They're equally mm -hmm. good. I, I would argue that maybe in person is always going to be a, a little bit better, but yeah. different. Right. And yeah. that's how we yeah. learn different ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, at seeing her at Wedding Pro Core was my first time seeing her in person. Oh, and like, yeah, I was my job was on the floor. Yeah, like I knew she's she was phenomenal. good, but wow, she's good. Yeah, she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. I the, I think the thing that um, always surprises people, and we and I had some of this, the, some of these conversations at Wedding MBA, is that people were like, oh, you, oh, all the educators are really friends, and I'm like, well, maybe not all of us, but we all know each other, and we, mm -hmm. from my, you know, from my experience, like we have this like deep love and respect for one another. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I, you know, I love all the fellow, like so many of the people that were on on your stage at Wedding Pro Core are like my dear friends, and I'm like yes, get it, go. Like, like I love yeah. them so much. Because I think like education, when it's something that, you know, when you, when it's part of your business and something that you do actively, for all of us, it's like such a passion project, you know? For sure. Right. It's not like yeah. uh, we're out there making the big bucks on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if people know that, but uh, I think, I think maybe the perception is like, you know, this is how you, this is how you make a million dollars. It's like, oh, no, boy. But, right. Oh boy. But, um, yeah. but it is something that we all do because we deeply, we're deeply passionate about it. And that's why I love you in, in that role. Um, because you are so deeply passionate about educating everyone and, uh, you're the right person for the job friend. Oh, well, that means so much coming from you. Thank you. And I, I honestly just, I love it. I love what I do. Like I said, it, it's the purpose that I have when I wake up every morning and like, even the hard days when it's, you know, I'm trying to figure out how we best educate on a particular thing or, the entire basically year of 2020 specifically like <laughs> right how right. do we handle this like i've never worked right. so hard in my life but like i've also felt never felt so fulfilled which i is love that weird but amazing ah! no i mean listen i think the i think the thing that 2022 is going to um hopefully bring everyone 
uh, is maybe I'm hoping some sort of solid ground underneath us that also has maybe shifted, right? Like we were talking about this before we pressed record, but like my business has changed because of the pandemic and instead of fighting it, embracing it, right? So anyone who's listening who thinks like, well, I'm not doing things the way I did them in 2019. Great, you shouldn't be. The whole world is different, right? When we say like getting back to normal, you know, I, I kind of love that you brought back the new normal because we we don't know what it's mm-hmm. ultimately going to be, but we have to stay present and nimble. Yeah. And, and I think like optimistic and open to this new way, whatever, whatever that means for you. Yeah, for sure. And like, and let's be honest, we're all creatives. And so this is like being nimble and being creative is where we thrive. Yes. And so... It has been amazing to see the the wedding industry and how how it has weathered this storm, how it yeah. has come out on the other side stronger, better, and just like I can't wait to see what the rest of this year has in store. Ah, me too, girl. Me too. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah. So on Instagram, you can personally find me at Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N underscore S-B. And you'll see lots of pictures of me either drinking wine or my baby. So very exciting over there. Both equally exciting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then of course, from a professional standpoint, find me over at Wedding Pro. Um, and you definitely will catch me in the DMs from time to time. So nice. me and the rest of the education team are over there and we'd love to hear from you. Amazing. Megan, thank you so much for being here. This has been a long time in the making, so I'm finally glad we got to do it. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you so much for spending your time with us. I know time is the one thing you can't make more of. And so I never take it lightly that you spend it with us. We will see you next week, friends. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.